0: Why listen to the rest when we are the best? This is Clinical Pearls. Hey, Clinical Pearl listeners, here's a clinical dilemma or scenario for you. A couple approaches you with assistance in trying to conceive because the woman's cycles are very irregular. You mention fertility medication like clomiphene citrate, letrozole, or gonadotropins if it's necessary. However, they resist because of the link of those medications and ovarian cancer. Well, what do you say? Is there a link? Are there true studies that show a causative nature between fertility drugs and ovarian cancer? Let's take a look at the data. The use of fertility drugs that may cause alterations in endogenous hormones and multiple ovulations has raised concerns about the long-term safety of these kinds of medications. Although some clinical studies in the past have suggested a link between fertility drugs and the risk of cancer, the results of these studies are actually pretty difficult to interpret. A variety of methodological limitations do exist in those original studies, including the lack of proper controls, recall bias, failure to control for confounders that are known to influence cancer risk, including the inherent increased risk of cancer in infertility patients, as well as the lack of long-term follow-up. In addition, the incidence of these cancers is actually overall pretty low, and in general, they do not occur until much later in life, which makes it difficult to establish a casual link. For this reason, we decided to take a look at the data, and we'll cover two paramount pieces of literature, the ASRM practice guideline, and a recent 2008 Danish population study on the subject. Even though ovarian cancer is somewhat rare, it obviously is deadly. It accounts for about 3% of all cancers in women, with about 20,000 cases being diagnosed annually in the U.S. Parity is inversely related to the risk of ovarian cancer. Don't forget that important clinical pearl. Therefore, women with infertility are felt to already be at baseline at an increased risk for ovarian malignancy. Several theories suggest the plausibility that fertility drugs could alter the incidence of ovarian cancer, especially ovarian epithelial malignancy. The incessant ovulation theory suggests that prolonged and uninterrupted years of ovulation increase cancer risk. Now remember, this incessant ovulation theory now is more historic. And it did have some support historically. Remember that it was supported by the observations that the risk for ovarian cancer in gravid women and or women who have utilized chronic ovarian suppression is actually decreased Fertility drugs, which often lead to multiple ovulatory sites within the ovary during a single cycle, are therefore hypothesized to increase the risk of ovarian cancer, while oral contraceptives reduce the risk by reducing the number of epithelial disruptions and overall ovulations. However, here's the kink in that theory. Remember, of course, that current evidence has challenged the dogma that the ovary is the primary origin of ovarian cancer at all. The most recent data suggests that aggressive ovarian cancers don't even begin in the ovary, but there's good evidence to suggest that the fallopian tube is a primary origin of high-grade serous ovarian malignancies. Therefore, the theory of incessant ovulation linking fertility drugs and all ovarian cancers is called into question. When considering the relationship between fertility drugs and invasive ovarian cancer, several methodological issues do arise. Women with infertility, nulliparity, and late menopause have been shown to be at increased risk for developing invasive ovarian cancer, independent of treatment for fertility issues. In addition, ovarian cancer is an overall pretty rare disease and the onset typically occurs many years after reproductive age, necessitating this long-term follow-up that we just don't have. Studies evaluating this association published in the early 1990s suggested that fertility drugs may be associated with an increased incidence of ovarian cancer. Now, although these studies raised a significant amount of concern, they did have several limitations. But since those initial published studies, we now have new data subsequent research has been used and has better defined the study methodology to evaluate if there is a casual relationship between fertility drug use and invasive ovarian cancer. Here's what the newer data showed. Uh, not yet. We're going to do that after this break. Since those original, now outdated studies, there have been several systematic reviews and meta-analysis that have evaluated the relationship between fertility medication and invasive ovarian cancer. The majority of these studies have shown no significant increase in the development of invasive ovarian cancer following the use of fertility medications when compared with infertile controls and or even the general population. The largest systematic review was performed by the Cochrane Collaboration and included 11 case control and 14 cohort studies, with a total of over 182,000 women. Now, due to the extreme heterogeneity among these studies, they weren't able to perform a true meta-analysis and derive an overall relative risk. Nonetheless, overall, the Collaboration Group concluded that there was no convincing evidence that fertility drugs were associated with an increased risk of invasive ovarian cancer. Well, that's overall as a general category of medication. But what about specific meds? Well, individual fertility drugs, including... Clomiphene citrate, gonadotropins, and HCG have not been associated with an increased risk of developing invasive ovarian cancer. The largest study to address the risk of cancer associated with specific fertility drugs was reviewed on over 54,000 women in a Danish fertility clinic evaluation. There was no overall increased risk of epithelial ovarian cancer in women treated with gonadotropins, clomiphene citrate, and... HCG, or gonadotropin-releasing hormone agonists either individually or when the medications were combined. In 2018, the European Society of Human Reproduction and Endocrinology also released new data. This was a large population study and it found that there was no casual link between assisted reproduction and ovarian cancer risk. This study included over 58,000 women treated with IVF, Or intracytoplasmic sperm injection and compared it to over 500,000 non treated women. All right, now that we're getting to the end of our podcast, let's conclude with a few summary take home statements. Alright, so according to the data and the ASRM, based on the available information, we can be reasonably reassured that there is no meaningful increased risk of invasive ovarian cancer following the use of fertility drugs in infertile women. Now, based on the available data, there is fair evidence that the risk of invasive ovarian cancer is not different with one fertility drug, compared with another. But we've been talking about invasive ovarian cancer. What about borderline ovarian malignancies? Well, while several studies have shown a small increase in the absolute risk of borderline ovarian tumors after fertility treatments, there is insufficient consistent evidence that a particular fertility drug increases the risk of borderline ovarian tumors. So, according to ASRM, It's important to note that any absolute increase in risk for borderline tumors is actually quite small and these tumors are indolent and generally have a favorable prognosis. Alright, we have summarized the latest data from the ASRM and the European Society of Human Reproduction and Endocrinology on fertility drugs and invasive ovarian cancer. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.